Welcome to another episode of the MPI Podcast. On this episode, we chat with David Whitaker, President and CEO of the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau, about harnessing the power of purpose-driven conventions, meetings, and events. Please help me welcome David Whitaker. Mr. Whitaker, it's always great to chat with you, um, and particularly about this topic, harnessing the power of purpose-driven conventions, meetings, and events. I know that obviously as, as meeting professionals, we hold a lot of pride when we host events, when we welcome meeting planners to our, to our city, and um, I know Miami is very passionate about working with event planners, not only working with them, but truly driving purpose behind their meetings and events that they bring to your beautiful destination. So let's jump right in and chat about what makes up a purpose-driven convention or meeting. Well, first, thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for all the great work you do for our industry. Um, And welcome to uh, our audience today. Thank you for, for this opportunity as well. You know, I have to tell you, Sarah, the inspiration for this, in my opinion, was a cover story that our very own leader, you know, Sheriff Karamat, he, in trade show, this month's trade show magazine, he did a whole feature on the power of purpose. And I know that this is something that Sheriff, as the president of PCMA as an organization, the board, this, this vision and this, this DNA of purpose has been something that Sheriff has cared deeply about for a long, long time. So I want to give him a lot of credit for that. He's, he's absolutely right. And in fact, what we're going to talk about are some of the ways that I think practically that we as a destination convention and visitor bureau, as a host city, our staff, our convention center, our hotel partners, our vendors, we can assist and empower the power of purpose, right? And so, you know, to your question about, you know, what makes a, a purpose-driven meeting, I've kind of got it. Uh, categorized into three buckets that we're, gonna, that, that we're gonna talk about later through some of the other questions. Clearly, as, a, as we are bidding on, because this is not just in hosting, this is how we actually negotiate to have someone decide to choose, dare I say, choose Miami, right? How, how they have confidence that this is a destination they wanna be in. And so the, the relationship and the purpose alignment starts even before we sign a contract to be a host city our room block contracts, our welcome, our first delegates off the, off, off the bus. And so it's about in those negotiations to host the meeting, having those discussions about what is the mission or missions of the organization? How can we as a host city uh, amplify their mission, allow their mission to be advanced, uh, uh, grow, uh, permeate, uh, et cetera. So that's alignment, right? And so mission alignment as a host city, having those, dis- those conversations early so that whether it's the venues that they're looking at for events, the vendors they're considering, the community service projects, as an example, that they may be looking at doing, leave behinds, legacy, um, the whole tenor of the meeting from design layout to, to, you know, even now more than ever, the foods that are served. I mean, all of these things are now in play in terms of healthy meetings and conscious driven meetings. And so that's really, in my opinion, as a host city, that's mission alignment. We also need to make sure that we're bringing, and and I'm quite proud of what the team's doing here in Miami, but we we did this quite well in Chicago. It's not just one individual. It's what our industry needs to do for meeting planners, and that is to help them with attendance building. Um, 
it can't just be because the registration is X or the trip is Y or the cool destination is Z. You have to have attendance building tools to make sure that people who care about the mission of the organization know that there's alignment, know that they're going to gain and benefit from being in this host city. Not every member of every association attends every meeting. How do we help inspire attendance so that people want to come to the host city, want to be here because they see the agenda, they see the, the program, they see the speakers, they see activities that they care deeply about. That helps obviously in attendance building. And then really the delegate experience. It's, it's not just when they're on the floor, it's not just the aisles and the trade show booths, it's not just the speakers, uh, it's, the, it's the look, the feel, and again, as you know, because you've been in this and, and seeing these trends, it's almost like the old the whole design of a meeting is no longer just aisles and rows of chairs and stages. It's it's the experience. It's it's every square foot of the space and the campus and what goes on in the host hotels to be part of a of a of a bigger campus, right? And a community campus where people are exchanging ideas, inspiring one another, being inspired. Uh, and fulfilling the mission of the organization. So it, it's everything from nuts and bolts to the spirit to the heart of what is trying to be accomplished. Yeah, and I mean, all of those, there's so many logistics to think about. And ultimately, the goal is to, for, for a meeting planner, is to impact change in some capacity through an event, right? Through bringing people together under one roof. So how can, in your opinion, events truly impact change in, in our world, in our society? Well, if you go step two, if the first step was that alignment, then step two is that impactful change. I think in my world, again, as a host city, uh, we need to make sure, and you know this from your conversations with meeting planners and the meeting planners that are joining us today, it can't just be talking to delegates and showing to delegates and pitching to delegates. It's got to be the delegates have to feel like they're participating, both in the, uh, in the in decisions that are being being made for the association that they're a part of, decisions that are, be, that are being made advancing the mission of the of the master or core organizations, and how they as delegates, the companies they represent, their coworkers, their fellow delegates, their fellow chapter members. How are they advancing and participating? And so it's not just observing change, it's being a part of change, right? Now, every event is different. And so the expert planner knows how to make that happen. But if you don't go in with the design of making sure that it's participatory and that people are part of the change, uh, it's a missed opportunity. Absolutely. And of course, um, how does the, the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau in particular really partner with our planner community to help create those purpose-driven meetings? I mean, you know, obviously this is something that is important to you um, as a leader within your organization. So how do you ensure that your team is thinking of purpose in everything that they do and every conversation that they have with meeting planners coming to your city? Well, I think you nailed it in the question. It's having conversations every time, right? It's making sure we're asking the right questions. You know, even though we're in the sales business, of course, and we're competing, they are considering other cities perhaps uh, for that year. Um, we've got to kind of take that sales hat off or realize that the real sale is to align 
to help build attendance and help create that experience so that, that, that we can help them design and construct and, and have an agenda and a program that is driving that mission and achieving that purpose. So we've gotta be good listeners. We've gotta ask the right questions. It can't just be about date, space, and rates. It can't just be about hall A versus hall B. It can't be about more rooms at this hotel than that. Those things are fun, fundamentally important and we'll do them every day. But it's really having that conversation about why, why is that event taking place in the first place? What are the desired outcomes? What is it they're looking to accomplish? Um, and, and organizations are going through change now. And so maybe the mission of Association XYZ or corporate trade show ABC, their mission may have changed or is changing in this incredibly changing world we're in. And so we can't just assume that everything that they've done in the past they want to replicate. And we can't just assume that the show or the convention or the meeting is going to just be the same as it's been. Everyone knows that the most constant word is change. And so these meetings are evolving. Meetings in general are evolving. We've had several topics on that. Um, purpose can be one of those transformative things that as events evolve, they still stay on the course of achieving the core mission and mandate of the organization and making a difference in the communities and making a difference within, within their membership and, and their partners. I love that you use the word change because it's so true. We're, we're uh, in an ever-changing world and I don't know when that's going to slow down or stop. And that's that's also a good thing because it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us reinventing and coming up with fresh ideas, including this very popular term that's been around for um, quite some time in our industry, uh, this phrase experience design. So experience design um, has truly been at the forefront, I would say for maybe the almost the last decade or so as technology has become more prominent in our events, so on and so forth. So how, what does that phrase mean to the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau? And um, if you can give us some examples of meetings where your team was really able to create an experience, um, a designed experience for some of these meeting professionals. Well, I'll answer the second question in a moment, but to your first question, to me, really, when I, and again, isn't it interesting that that word, you're right, has been around a long time. Um, and, I, and I think in the beginning, it really was just trying to get people out of, like I said, aisles and rows and, and theater seating and big screen presentations and, and tons of video content and, and trade show aisles and trade show booths, because you know, people, those visionaries who first started talking about this, they realized that whether it was new generations entering uh, as attendees or just all of us as, as professionals but, uh, adapting to new technology or adapting to, I mean, gosh, we're having this, you know, this Zoom presentation, if you will. We would have never had this four years ago, right? And so those first people that were talking about experience design, they were, they were sensing that change was happening in this space. Uh, the, the ultimate design of how these events are organized and hosted. Now, what, now, as we all know, what we've gone through, uh, to me, there's two words that come to mind when I think of experience design. The first word is intentional. And, and by the way, this is affecting you and I now as professionals, as friends, uh, as husbands, wives, parents, coworkers, 
leaders, everything we do, it has to be intentional or it's not, or it's, it's not acceptable. And, and, and we've had to, I think we've all come to a place where we expect intentional because, because we've gone through so much uh, unpredictable things. And the best way to combat change is, is consistency and stability. And, that, and so that event design, if it's intentional, if it really is uh, designed in a way that it's the, there's real purpose to the purpose, I hate to say it that way, but that's what I'm talking about. I think so the word intentional means more to us today than it's ever. And so when you're designing that experience, it ha- even the, the work we're doing now, whether it's uh, human rights or advocacy or some of the things that we're debating as a nation or as a world, if you're not genuine, and, it, and if, if you're not intentional, you're a fraud, right? That's the, in fact, that's another new word, right? And so you have to be intentional in, in what you're designing. And then more importantly than ever for all of us, including our meeting planner community and our host city uh, uh, teams, it's about the customer. You know, our delegates have been through so much. They know, we know that we can't really deliver their experience and their expectation if we don't design a meeting that takes into account all that they're going through. So we can't, so we can't make as many assumptions. We can't have as many broad uh, parameters that we used to put everybody in a box and we used to put every uh, component of a meeting in a box and check that box. Uh, now it's all about the customer experience. And, and we have to, and so we have to make sure that we're listening to our clients, listening to our boards, listening to our sponsors, listening to our delegates. Uh, because if we don't design meetings that are connecting with them, the purpose that we've talked about, uh, the meeting will be flat and we won't have the attendance today or in the future that, that we're hopeful for. Have you found that the conversations, and I'm sure they have, but you know, following the, the pandemic and all, as you mentioned, everything, you know, our industry has been through have, have shifted. And if so, and shifted to become even planning meetings with even more purpose than ever before. And if so, how have those conversations gone between you know, your CDB and, and planners coming to your city? You know, I, I think it, it kind of is, it comes up in a d- bunch of different categories, right? Um, everybody is very cautious and conscious of even now what they're spending on um, the, everything from the, the design of, of the trade show floor or the, the event spaces, the decorations, dare I say decorations, the lighting, the, tech, the sound lighting technology. We're all cost conscious because of all we've been through. Uh, so again, for someone, and this is, by the way, this is why, I, you know, you and I love to go to our favorite uh, shopping center uh, or why we buy the car we buy. Uh, we are what we consume. And so if you're going to invest in a meeting or if you and I are going to invest as delegates to attend a meeting, our sponsors are going to invest in an organization's show. They have to make sure that their investment is achieving all those other goals, which are aligning with people's expectation. It can't just be uh, eyeballs. It can't just be sponsor eyeballs or traffic or delegate registration numbers. It has to be the experience. Or people won't go to trade shows. People won't go to conventions. People won't go to meetings. People won't join associations or pay membership dues if they don't feel that their investment is, is 
almost multiplying in terms of delivering on their experience and their expectation. And that's a huge opportunity for associations. As we're all looking at membership rosters dwindling, generations leaving and new generations coming into this space, uh, we all have to rethink what it is, why people are investing with us. Uh, we've seen some incredible examples. You ask about like recent, we just told, now again, who would have ever thought that three or four or five years ago, we would have just had a month ago, a Bitcoin conference that had over 30,000 attendees, a Bitcoin conference. You know, I'm not sure I would have even known what a Bitcoin conference was three years ago, right? And here we hosted this event at the Miami Beach Convention Center. And, and again, to their credit, because Bitcoin are these pioneers, I've never seen a, a design and an event layout in terms of the campus, the things that were going on in the building, the after parties, the, 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 the off-site events. They, they knew, because they're revolutionary, they knew they had to, to bring that totally immersive experience. Uh, and, and I, but again, it doesn't have to be Bitcoin. It could be Association X, Corporation Y, or Trade Show Z that has to have this same creativity to make sure that it's not just an, it's not just a, a, an event, it's a happening, right? And again, I, these are phrases, but it has to have the purpose uh, that is aligned with the mission of the entity, and, the, and the, the desires and the passion of the delegates who are attending. Absolutely. Well, I'm really happy to hear of the success of the Bitcoin conference that took place in Miami, because for our listeners, if you um, haven't heard our uh, podcast that we had with uh, Carol Motley, also with the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau a couple of months ago, she was uh, speaking on uh, this conference and really excited and anticipating uh, a great attendance in the city of Miami. And that's exactly what took place. So thank you, David, for, for sharing that with us. Um, Carol, did, did, Carol deserves all credit. She, she's awesome. Yeah, we had a great conversation. So I encourage our listeners to, uh, to go back a few episodes and listen to that podcast if they haven't already. Um, and then of course, you know, just forward thinking, we always want to kind of anticipate what to expect next because to our earlier point, change is inevitable. So in your opinion, as you keep a pulse on change and on all of the various things happening within our industry, within travel in general, um, what in your opinion is the future of this industry? Well, obviously I'd like to think it's bright. Uh, it always has been, and this isn't the first time our industry has been through challenges. Um, and again, some of this depends on how long people have been at this. But I, I think to me, as I hear your question, there's really two different kinds of plans that people can have. For the last half year, at least, if not more, we've been planning recovery. We've been planning rebounding. We've been planning to come from the bottom where we've hit to bounce back up to where we want to be. And that trajectory is, is dramatic, but it's all about rebounding. At some point, the light switch is going to go off, or we're going to have to be, if we were piloting an aircraft, it's one thing to pull up out of a nosedive as a pilot. It's another thing to fly across the continents to a desired destination safely. And so the trajectory of everything we're doing has to change, I think, at some point. And I sense it's going to be happening probably sooner than later, where we've got to get out of the mindset of rebound and recovery 
Uh, and by the way, we first had to get out of the, re- the mindset of survival, but then we're out of we're out now all in this. We're all talking every day about rebound and recovery. That's not a a sustainable path to mapping out the next five years of our organization. And so I think we all need to be cognizant of while we focus on for for obvious reasons while we focus on recovery and rebound and the trajectory of where we also need to start looking over the horizon again. And we've all stopped looking over the horizon for the last couple of years for obvious reasons. You need as managers, as leaders, as, as participants, as partners, you need to start looking over the horizon again because it's going to get here. Uh, the world is still turning and the clock is still ticking. So I, my only advice is while every day we're focusing on recovery, we need to spend a little bit t- time each day and a little bit more time tomorrow on looking again at the horizon of where we want to be three, four, five years from now, make sure that we're planning that way. Well, that is a beautiful note to end our conversation on. I love the positivity and I love this conversation of, of harnessing purpose within our meetings and events, because that's really why we all wake up every day, right? We have a passion for this industry. We know that we as a collective can create change and positive impact in our society just by planning these awesome events that we do and, and doing so with partners like yourself, um, the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau, and all of the support and knowledge and insight that you uh, bring to the table. So David, always a pleasure. I look forward to hopefully, fingers crossed, seeing you at WEC. I know you've got a press conference there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. And I look, always look forward to seeing you and everyone else on the call. So be well until then. And come see us in Miami anytime. The door is always open. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's an invite for me, too, because I will drive down there tomorrow. <laughs> what? I, I, I know some of your favorite shopping spots. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. My honor, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the MPI podcast. A big thank you to the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau for their support of this episode. To learn more about this vibrant city, head over to miamianbeaches.com. And for more MPI podcasts and additional resources, visit mpi.org.